whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, also that is of a contrite and humble spirit. Good evening, and welcome to Christ Church Cathedral. Um, if you're joining us online this evening, a welcome to you. If you're listening to the audio podcast, we uh, welcome you as well. I would uh, draw your attention to notices in your bulletin this evening, and I'm not sure there's a whole lot else other than to um, just offer a word of thanks to uh, our choir and to organist Thomas Gonder, and to note that uh, this evening the um, organ scholar Christian Vanacek is with us, having offered the prelude and uh, will be uh, accompanying a couple of the hymns, so our welcome to him. And um, I would also mention that you may note that we're uh, planning uh, an annual congregational meeting this month. Um, nominations have gone fairly well for that process, at least for members of Bishop and Chapter. We're still looking for uh, a couple or more nominations for delegates to Synod. 
So if that's uh, something that you uh, feel you might be called to, uh, there will be a diocesan synod on the first Saturday in November, and uh, it's usually a day-long uh, affair. It will be here in the cathedral, and um, we're, we're going to need to elect um, at least four adult delegates and potentially two youth. So if that's uh, something you might think about, um, it would be appreciated. Is there anything else that needs announcing? Worship this evening is that of evening prayer, and you'll find it continuing in your prayer book on page 18. Page 18. Dearly beloved, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy. I and beseech you, as many as are hearable voice, unto the throne of the heavenly grace. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws, we have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live. Give power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people the absolution and remission of their sins. Pardoneth and absolveth all them that truly repent and faintedly believe his holy gospel. Therefore, we grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven,
we'll stand as we sing Psalm 34. You'll find the text on page 369 of the prayer book, and we'll sing as we stand.
The first lesson is from Isaiah, chapter 57, beginning to read at verse 14. It shall be said, build up, build up, prepare the way, remove every obstruction from my people's way. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, and also with those who are contrite and humble in spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite. For I will not continually accuse, nor, nor will I always be angry. For then the spirits would grow faint before me, even the souls that I have made. Because of their wicked covetousness, I was angry and st struck them. I hid and was angry, but they kept turning back to their own ways. I have seen their ways, but I will heal them. I will lead them and repay them with comfort, creating for their mourners the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to the far and the near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. But the wicked are like the tossing sea that cannot keep still. Its waters toss up mire and mud. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. Here ends the first lesson.
The second lesson is from the Gospel of Mark, in from the 10th verse, beginning at the 13th, in chapter 10, beginning at the 13th verse. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Here ends the lesson.
As we stand, the Apostles' Creed is on page 22. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Thank you. 
may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ.
I dwell in the high and holy place and also with those who are contrite and humble in spirit. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. There's a theme that winds its way through chapter 10 of the Gospel of Mark, and it's about a choice of a variety of Greek words which all refer to children. The image of a child, being childlike, and how it pertains to what is required to make our way into the kingdom of God. Mark begins with the account of Jesus blessing the little ones. The Greek word used there meaning literally little kids. The next scene in chapter 10 is with a rich man. Mark doesn't actually say that he's young, but Matthew does in a carbon copy-like version of this same story. Unique to Mark, though, is the man's claim that he has kept all the commandments Jesus names since the time of his youth. And the word used there is literally since the time he was a boy. Since the time he was childlike. We don't read quite far enough today, but next up Jesus addresses his disciples as children. As he challenges them about how one might go about getting a camel through the eye of a needle. There's some characteristic of youth and childhood that Jesus is teaching as required to enter the kingdom of God. When people brought their children to Jesus in order that he might touch them, the disciples spoke sternly. Why bother the master with insignificant children, commonly thought of by the culture of the day as utterly worthless? Children couldn't work. They were yet to get an education. They were nothing but a burden, extra mouths to feed, and even took special effort on the part of adults to keep their behavior in check. Jesus said, let them come. The kingdom of God belongs to them. It's an unlikely accident that Mark then launches into telling about the man who has everything falling at Jesus' feet and asking, what must I do to inherit eternal life? One might almost imagine Jesus saying, 
Funny you would ask that. I was just talking about that. The answer might be found embedded in the question itself. When the rich man says, what must I do? So Jesus takes him on a whirlwind tour of the commandments. And the man says, I've kept them all since I was a boy. In other words, ever since he left childhood. Ever since he left infancy behind. Ever since he had exited that rotten stage of life when the only thing he had been able to produce was dirty diapers. Ever since that loser period of his life had been put behind him after successfully doing everything right. And there he was, rich. Well, you lack one thing, Jesus says. Go and sell it all and give the money to the poor. Give it all up. Give it all away. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Now, we can't know what he did, actually. We never hear about him again in the rest of the New Testament, or at least I don't think we do. The man who had it all lacked one thing. There's some characteristic of youth and childhood that Jesus is teaching as required to enter the kingdom of God. What is it? Is it the humility of little children who don't know how the world works yet and who don't care? Is the key in the question what must I do? Recognizing that maybe it's not about doing anything. Rather, how we are called to be. The prophet Isaiah speaks God's word. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place and also with those who are contrite and humble in spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite. And Jesus took them up in his arms laid his hands on them and blessed them.
The Lord be with you. As we kneel, let us pray. Let us pray for Christ's Holy Catholic Church and as usual for all those who lead the church throughout the world in its many and various denominations. Pray for our own Anglican communion for Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, Charles, our King, Linda, our Primate, and David, our Bishop and Metropolitan. Remember as well Bishop Matthias, Bishop of our Companion Diocese, and all those who worship God throughout the world. In the Anglican cycle of prayer this weekend, we're asked to pray for the Anglican Church of South America, Archbishop Brian Williams, the acting primate of the Anglican Church of South America, and Bishop of Argentina. In our provincial cycle of prayer, we're praying for the National Indigenous Anglican Archbishop, Archbishop Christopher Harper. Pray for all those who minister into and from this cathedral church, our members of staff, honorary clergy, vocational deacons, members of bishop and chapter, and all those who minister. Quicken, O Lord, we beseech thee, all the members of thy church, that they may be alive to the opportunities and responsibilities of these times. Save us from complacency and fear of new ways. Inspire us with the vision of a world one for thee and stir our wills to pray and to work until thy will is done on earth as it is in heaven. For Jesus' sake, amen. Amen. And let us pray for peace among the nations of the world, remembering especially Ukraine and Russia, Israeli and Palestinian people, those who live in the Gaza Strip, the church in Jerusalem, and all of the Middle East. <coughs> Pray for Sudan and other nations on the African continent where there is tension, conflict, or civil upheaval. Pray for Taiwan and China and political tensions there. O God, the Father of all humankind, we beseech thee to guide by thy spirit the nations of the world, the leaders of our nation, and the inhabitants of our homes. May selfishness be overcome by a desire to serve the common good. Grant to all in responsibility, wisdom, patience, and strength to know and to do thy will, that peace and justice may be established among us for all generations. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. Amen. 
and let us pray for the coming of the kingdom of God. Almighty God, we pray thee for the coming of thy kingdom of righteousness and peace. In the midst of a changing social order, may faith in thee and obedience to the teachings of thy dear Son prevail to build a new life of love in which the ills of this present world may disappear and the glad day of brotherhood and mutual service may dawn. Strengthen all the agencies of thy church which are laboring for the happiness and welfare of all people that they may find in thee their salvation and their peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And let us pray for showing forth in our lives the love of God. O God, the God of all goodness and grace, who art worthy of greater love than we can either give or understand, Fill our hearts, we beseech thee, with such love toward thee as may cast out all sloth and fear, that nothing may seem too hard for us to do or suffer in obedience to thee. And grant that by thus loving we may become daily more like unto thee, and finally obtain the crown of life which thou hast promised to those who unfeignedly love thee, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And let us pray for those who have asked for our prayers, those who are listed in our cathedral prayer list, those who are on the cathedral prayer network, and for those who are known to God alone. O God, the strength of the weak and comfort of sufferers, Mercifully accept our prayers and grant to thy servants the help of thy power, that according to thy good pleasure their sickness may be turned into health and our sorrow into joy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And let us give thanks to God for his blessings to us. O merciful Father, we humbly thank thee for all thy gifts so freely bestowed upon us for life and health and safety, for power to work and leisure to rest, for all that is beautiful in creation and in the lives of people, we praise and magnify thy holy name. But above all, we thank thee for our spiritual mercies in Christ Jesus our Lord, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. Fill our hearts with all joy and peace in believing through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore.